Hi everyone, it's Olga from SEO Sly. Welcome to SEO podcast by SEO Sly. Today I, ha I have a very, very special guest. This is Arish from Women in Tech SEO. Hi Arish, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm coming back to reality and yeah, <laughs> it is. It has been a, a bit tough, but I am almost there. I just want to make sure, have I pronounced your name correctly? Yes, you pronounced okay, it perfectly. Okay, 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 because I, I got a bit a bit nervous for a second that maybe I mispronounced it. Okay, so today I would love to uh, I would love the audience to learn more about you because I think you are like you are you have been my role model for many many year, years and I think your background your your story is so fascinating and what you did for for the community. So I would like to take a deep dive into that today if that's okay with you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Well, you you inspire me a lot as well. So thank you. I really, really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Like hearing this from, from you is like the best thing I can hear. <laughs> oh. oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. We, I mean, we met at Women in Tech SEO, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I've been doing SEO for uh, almost yeah, a tell me, now. About 10 yeah. Years tell ago. me like the very beginning. Why, what brought you to SEO? What did you study and everything? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm Egyptian and I did a degree in computer engineering back home. Um, oh. I moved to the UK. Tomorrow actually marks exactly 10 years since I moved to oh. the UK, which is which is very, very exciting. Um, and I moved to the UK to do like a master's in business IT. Uh, and this is when I kind of started learning more about like digital marketing and so on. Um, and my first role right outside the was with a small agency who specialized in SEO, but the reason they hired me is because they were looking for someone who uh, spoke Arabic um, oh. because they had a client. <laughs> okay. Was, yeah, like from UAE or something like that. And so they needed an Arabic speaker. So it wasn't, it wasn't because of like my tech skills or engineering uh -huh. background or anything. It was just because I was fluent in Arabic <laughs> that I was hired. Okay. Okay, that's that's very very interesting. And what exactly what you were doing there, like the yeah. SEO, I guess, for that client, right? Yeah, I mean, initially when I joined, it was more of like um, a content role. I was helping with like their campaign, but after maybe two weeks, they were like, "No, no, no, we're gonna move you to the tech SEO team." <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how, you know, and I was really glad they did because to be honest, like I didn't want to be, um, like doing like the content side of things or so forth. Uh -huh. So it was a, the tech SEO team was a very, very small team. It was just myself, someone else who had like two years experience. And then we had like a head of SEO. Um, and yeah, that was, uh, almost, yeah, maybe nine, 10 years ago now, which is okay. really exciting. I didn't know much about SEO beforehand. I, uh, read a little about it here and there before the interview <laughs> to know what it is and what it means. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I, I think I was really lucky because I got to start, it was a fairly small agency, but they had some really good clients. And so most of my learning came from um, just doing, you know, working directly on, on client work. Okay. Okay. And what was your next role after that? Yeah. So I stayed agency side for quite a while. I was, um, I did agency side for almost five years um, okay. and in the middle I worked for an uh, SEO SaaS tool for a year. Um, so that was interesting as well, just purely from like an account management perspective. Um, 
And then after doing agency for about five or six years, uh, like I basically stayed until I became head of SEO um, mm-hmm. for an agency team. And then afterwards I moved in-house and uh, I initially worked uh, with a property aggregator website uh, as like an SEO manager. And then from there on, um, I became head of SEO. And then afterwards I worked for an, uh, an e-commerce, a purely online e-commerce website, um, which was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, this year, officially, I, I'm doing my own thing now. And uh, I oh, started my okay. own independent consultancy, which is very exciting. Okay, tell me more about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called uh, Carolina, which is great. And uh, I literally launched maybe two months ago. Um, yeah, I remember. I thought, I remember I, I read some somewhere that you are changing, but I thought you are like changing the job. And yeah. And oh, yeah. No, so it's similar really, to really me. Exciting. Yeah, I was on maternity leave last year, and yeah. uh, I was like, okay, I think I, you know, it's about time I do my own thing and work for myself and have my own clients. So it's okay. very, very exciting. And uh, this is my first official month. Uh, okay. And I think it, I think it's going okay so far. <laughs> well, congratulations. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. So, so this is just just you. You are like a freelancer, or is there someone else helping you? Yeah. For now, it's just me. I haven't put any, you know, specific plans in mind yet about how it's going to scale or grow. I'm just trying my best to kind of take it one day at a time. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, my, my main purpose was flexibility and being able to juggle like SEO work alongside um, growing women in tech SEO. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, it's uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And what if you if you can share what are your main uh, services? Do you do like audits or you are simply taking clients like for a monthly retainer or like? Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's more, you know, re- my my most recent full time role. It was my first client, which is great. Uh, when I okay. had my notice, they asked me to stay on as a consultant. Um, okay. And then, yeah, so re- retainer retainer work definitely works best, like helping out on the SEO strategy side of things. But then, you know, with with some other clients, like supporting them with technical SEO audits and so forth as well. Okay, so for people who are just like starting their journey, do you recommend like going this agency, starting with agency and then like progressing to in-house and then like doing your own thing? Do you think this is like... Um, the optimal path, I would say, mm. for, for people starting out? I think it's very different from one person to another, but I, yeah. I do something I do recommend to new SEOs is to start agency side. I think there's a lot you can learn when you're agency side, just because you get to work with a lot of different websites in a lot of different industries. And so you get exposed to, you know, tons of different ways of processes and templates and so on. Whereas when you're in-house, you tend to focus on like that one site and that one niche and um, you get really like honed down onto the data and working cross-functionally. So you you learn so much from both, but my my general advice is to kick things off agency side. Yeah, yeah, because my my first job was was the in-house. I was like a freelancer before. I was like having my own websites, building them, but... I had like only my own experience, like the tutorials I read. And this was a little bit, I would say, tough. And, and then I had to like go to the agency side for like mm. six years to, to really kind of get the, the, the experience you're talking about. So so I definitely think this is like the the, the optimal for many people uh, path, path to follow. Yeah. And if, 
if you were to say like what's your specialization specialty in in seo like what area i guess technical but like is there something even more specific you can you can mm. you can tell me i always love like investigating crawlability indexability issues uh -huh. and seeing how best a website can you know control its crawlability and indexability and how best it can ensure like what kind of rules it can put in place to make sure that um, the website is as efficient as possible when it comes to what's being crawled and that we are, we're basically dictating to Google, this is what we want to index and this is what we don't want to index. So, and I guess that's why I really enjoy, you know, working on aggregator sites and on e-commerce uh -huh. because there's always a lot of that. Um, and it's usually what I enjoy like spending the most time in. Okay, so you you like very huge websites that have millions of pages. Yeah, I think so. They're fun, right? They're challenging, yeah. but they're really fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I prefer a bit smaller ones. I I often get like intimidated by if 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 the site <laughs> is such such a huge one. So, for crawling such huge uh, huge websites, do you use like Screaming Frog or something like Jet Octopus, which which is I think more efficient at crawling mm. huge websites? I've used a little bit of both. I mean, in my day-to-day, -day, I use Screaming Frog and Site Volvo a lot. But for example, when I worked um, on a massive property aggregator website, we used Botify. Um, uh -huh. And that was very, very helpful for like breaking things into templates. But to be honest, like I think maybe, I don't know, maybe five years ago, I would have been like, oh, I have to make sure I crawl the full website. Yeah. Now I don't care at all. Now it's like, as long as I have a sample and I'm able to know what the templates are, it doesn't even matter, <laughs> even yeah. if I just pull like 10% of it. So that probably took me some time to realize that. Yeah, yeah, the, the same with me. Like I was obsessing about that yes. at the start and now. Yes, reach 100%. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, tell me maybe now more about women in tech SEO. How, how kind of, how did it start it? Because I think I was like following you like from the very beginning when I when I, when it, when it started to grow and tell mm -hmm. me like from day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you were part of the Facebook group from very very early on. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's you know it's uh, been almost four years now, which is very exciting, and I uh, I started it during a time where I was. Um, a little bit demotivated by the industry like I wasn't uh -huh. I didn't feel I had a network and you know I went to conferences but I didn't really have too many people to speak to and it was I guess I don't know I always say you know slightly selfish reasons on my end where I really wanted to be, feel like I'm part of a network and a community so I was like well let me just start one and see what happens yeah. and yeah and you know it's I was I was personally very surprised by how quickly it grew and how many members we had joining us right away um and then from there, I guess probably the scale of growth started from the whole idea of starting to put together events. And initially it was just like meetups in London. And then afterwards it was like the bigger annual conference we have and introducing different initiatives like our mentorship and workshops and podcasts. And it's been, you know, it keeps, I, I have a massive list of more and more things that I'd love to do, but it just uh -huh. it's growing organically, which is very exciting. And we have a little bit over 5,000 members now, which is crazy. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's just exciting to see all these brilliant women in technical SEO who might be have been doing it for a long time or might have just started. Like everyone is, is more than welcome, no matter, you know, at what level they are when it comes to their experience. Uh -huh. when, when I... Uh... 
when I uh, posted one of my first, uh, I think, like posts there with some questions, I don't remember exactly. I was really astonished by how how nice those women are, how how mm-hmm. how helpful they are. They are like ready to spend some time helping you, even though they don't know you. Maybe they have their other errands to do, but they still are willing to help you. And this was like, I would say, very different to what I expect, what I experienced in some mm-hmm. other huge male-dominated SEO Facebook groups. So yeah, one hundred percent. I remember like being there was you know hearing about these facebook groups where not everyone is allowed to join uh-huh. <laughs> like you had to i don't know have spoken in conferences or you had to have done this or have this many years and i always found that very weird because it was like well there's clearly experienced people there so why are they not welcoming other people who might learn from them and so that was yeah that was definitely the main thing with women in tech seo where from the very beginning like i put certain values and rules in place where it's, you know, any woman from any walk of life, it doesn't matter where she is from, what, you know, what country she's based, whether she literally just started her first job in SEO or she's been doing it for like a decade or more, like everyone is more than welcome. And there is no such thing as a silly or a stupid question. Like all questions yeah. are good questions. Um, and I remember you sharing some of your templates, like maybe two, yeah. three years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right everyone after was I... Like, well, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And then it got very famous. Yep. <laughs> I know I had to go back in time. I was like, I know, I know the templates were, we were one of the first people to see them. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I to find that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I'm very, very grateful that you, you supported me at that time because like yeah, I was course. panicking and feeling really demotivated. I was even like thinking about hiding myself somewhere because I was like working hidden for I don't know seven years or something I didn't even have like any profile I think public profile I was like always doing things on on my own yeah and then I made this decision so maybe I should maybe I can share my face with Mm -hmm. with other people and then I think like women in tech was one of the first places where where I actually started to share my my content and like as I said, the response was so, so nice. And I got to know a lot of uh, women from, mm-hmm. from this group. And uh, to be honest, most of them, from what I can see, they really undervalue their, their, what, what they know, how, how well experienced they are. I yep. think they, a lot of them still suffer from the imposter syndrome yep. very, very much. And I wish I could do something more about this. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you planning on doing some something? Maybe I don't know. Maybe we can. I'm just now <laughs> exploring <laughs> ideas. Maybe do some event where we will like try to talk about the imposter syndrome even mm. more because this is like yeah, definitely. I, don't know. I think you know it's one of the things that unfortunately, like a lot of people suffer from imposter syndrome, but it's definitely something that women, you know, uh, probably suffer from it much much more. And uh, we've had. Um, like one of our tracks in our festivals is always like the empowerment track where we kind of talk a lot about like that side of things. But then at the same time, I'm a bit like, you know, it's not, we have to, I think it's the more we amplify each other and the more, and that's why initiatives Uh like the mentorship program, for example, and so on, it's about, you know, doing like, yeah, actionable things around how, and then giving, 
giving them that that room to shine. So let's have, you know, our interview hub and our speaker hub, our founder hub, our um, yeah. weekly. So what are, what are all the different, the newsletter, like the, the main thing that, the main reason the newsletter was even put together was to make sure that we're amplifying some of those, you know, brilliant pieces written by women that are, might not be featured in like your usual big, you know, newsletters yeah. that you tend to find here and there. Um, I know Aleda does does a lot of that. Like she yeah. always makes sure she shines a light on, and she has like her feature of the week, and she's yeah, always yeah, like yeah. sharing, yeah, and featuring people who they're not they're not people you might hear about like in your everyday, but they're brilliant and share, they're sharing tons of knowledge. Um, so I can I can fully relate to what you're saying in terms of it took some time in order to you know come out of that shell and start sharing things and uh, and then look you know look where it is now and yeah, like every, yeah every everyone knows everyone knows like how technical you are and like the awesome things you share and the templates you have and uh, yeah it's it's amazing and I, I'd Thank love you. to see that yeah definitely from like more and more people in the industry yeah, and and that's why one of my ideas was to I will I will officially uh, extend an invite to women in tech SEO that every woman who is there and wants to be like shown on my show, even though I don't have yes. so many subscribers yet. <laughs> but oh, you're there gonna are get some. a lot of subscribers. That's a, yeah, that's amazing. I think that's. But really I would generous. love to have them. Every woman that is willing to share her story, her experience, I want her to to be on my show. So I, yes. I hope I will. Yeah, I hope I will have. Uh, some women willing to do that with me definitely <laughs> and can you walk me through like all the initiatives all the parts of, of women in tech seo so like there is newsletter like what else is there mm, yes yeah, in so case we have someone doesn't know i know we have a lot we have our monthly newsletter we have our uh, mentorship program which is one of our most popular initiatives so and how does it work yeah, we run that twice a year at the minute where um, we open application forms for mentors and mentees and then we, um, I match them uh, uh -huh. and then we provide training to both mentors and to mentees okay. and give them like guidance and structure on how like the two or three months of mentorship should go. Um, and then we get feedback from the cohort and we then, uh, you know, reiterate for our next cohort. So okay. uh, we are currently running our fourth I believe cohort, uh -huh. um, and it's definitely like one of our most successful initiatives. Um, yeah. And I so, think a big part of it as well is encouraging women to be mentors. Because I remember the first cohort I ran, everyone was applying to be a mentee, oh. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, we need more mentors." And there were some very experienced women who were like, "I don't think I have what I what it needs to be a mentor." And I was like, "No, you do. I know you do," and that's why. It was important for me to bring a trainer on as well to provide them with training and give them that support that's needed. Um, and then, yeah, our festival is is very, very popular. So we run it once a year in the UK around International Women's Day in March. Um, uh -huh. That's like a full day conference with, with okay. the full lineup of women. Um, and we're going to be doing our first US one later this year as well. Which is oh, oh, maybe, maybe. How do I how do I apply to speak there? Yeah, <laughs> we have we we have we always open up um, like speaker pitches both for the for the UK and the US um, it, around the summertime. So definitely okay. keep for that, please. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. And regarding the being a mentor, what do you think should a woman be able to like have represents to be a mentor? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I feel like, you know, we all have a side in us that we can we can mentor others and support yeah. them for things. And uh, um, everyone's perspective is different and unique. And just putting your name out there to be like, you know, I would love to, because our mentorship program is more about, it's not like a training course in SEO. It's more about, uh, you know, helping and supporting other women, like in strategy and in leadership uh -huh. and in um and you know in confidence and things like that so it's it's more about that as opposed to um you know i need to train them about so for example okay. if you're a people manager that alone you know that gives you a lot of skills already that you can pass on or if you're very organized or if you're you know quite strategic or like it's things like that so and we yeah we we, we provide a lot of training and support and the exciting thing is as well what i see over cohorts is we have some women who are mentees who then put themselves forward as a mentor oh. uh, the year after. So that makes me really happy because yeah. that's, that is exactly what we're trying to build. That's awesome. Yeah. I would love to be a mentor and a mentee yeah. as well. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, be yeah, yeah. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will. I will apply <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay. So festival, uh, uh, mentorship what else is there because i i know there are tons of yeah things. we have a lot we have our we have our hubs which are our main way of kind of amplifying our brilliant community members so we have a speaker hub and we have a founders hub and we have our yeah. interview hub so these are all like updated on a weekly basis um and the whole purpose of them is to help event organizers, potential clients, you know, and just people to be able to see, oh, look, hundreds and hundreds of brilliant women there who would like to speak or are founders of companies or have inter have been interviewed and share their story. So the whole point is, is kind of like supporting a, a, and amplifying their uh, their bios and their profiles. Um, and then we, we have a podcast. We've done, I believe, three seasons of that so far. Yeah, yeah. And a new season coming out. Um, and again, it's all about kind of like sharing stories of brilliant women. Um, we do our virtual workshops, which are uh -huh. we've done several of those so far. And uh, the whole purpose of that is because it's such a global community so that it's accessible for people, you know, from all around the world. Okay. Um, and yeah, we have a lot of people who felt comfortable like speaking for the first time in one of our virtual workshops because it's such a nice safe space um uh -huh. and then afterwards going and their topic is so strong so then going afterwards and kind of pitching or putting their name forward to like bigger conferences and so on so we like to encourage like a lot of first-time speakers to like conduct some of these workshops okay and how often do those workshops happen so we have a we have a new cohort that's about to start uh, it runs for three months between february to uh -huh. april um, and it's every two weeks. So I think we have a total of maybe eight sessions or 10 sessions. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we tend to take a break and then we have another cohort. So yeah, it's usually like, it's almost like two, two seasons a year type of thing that happen. Okay. And when, when do the, when do these, uh, sessions happen? Like, is it on zoom or like, yeah, they're all virtual. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we share, um, we, you know, we publicly talk about it, but then we share all of our links okay. in our community groups, okay. um, uh, with our you know every everything is free for our members uh, membership is free everything is open and free the um, you know we the way we get support to ensure that we're paying our trainers and speakers is uh, is through partnership and sponsors like that's how we uh -huh. do it but the community itself to ensure that it's accessible for everyone we it's completely free for for everyone 
Okay, so the ba- the basis to to be like the the member of Women in Tech SEO is to become a member on the Facebook group, right? This is like yeah, Facebook the and central Slack. Yes. and Slack. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I was on Slack, yeah, but I'm yeah. kind of I'm not so so used to to using Slack. And yeah. are there like differences uh, in like how active people are here and there? Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good question. I think because Slack can be more conversational, so yeah. someone could ask a question, and then threads happen, and then it starts feeling like a chat, and it's yeah. easier to like direct message people on Slack. So you might end up having one to one with other people. Whereas Facebook is a little bit more like a question answer and, you know, yeah. kind of at that. So I think Slack is probably a little bit better in terms of um, forming relationships, whereas Facebook might be more of like a educational hub where, you know, you go in, uh-huh. ask questions, get answers. And that's kind of uh, that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, both, both, both are fairly active. We have um almost the same i think about about 3000 members here 3000 members there so having spoken to different members i know that some it's just personal preference yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. some prefer slack some prefer facebook it's yeah yeah sure sure and so can you tell me more about the upcoming conference like what types of sessions can we expect expect there how many women are going mm-hmm. to take part is are tickets still available Mm, yeah, really good question. So Women in Tech SEO Festival is happening on Friday, March 3rd in London. Uh, we are almost sold out. I think uh, at the time of recording this, we have 11 tickets left. Oh, <laughs> which is very exciting. Um, and uh, there's going to be about 400 of us on the day, which oh. is amazing. Um, and we have 10 speakers. It's a full day conference. We split our day into... Um, four themes. So we have analyze, advance, innovate, empower. Um, Uh And so we have, you know, about two to three speakers in each uh, session. And we have a lot of networking during the day. And this is the fourth conference, full day conference we do. And every year we grow a little bit more, which is really exciting. And I absolutely love organizing it. And it's just a nice way for us to all come together and celebrate the community. Mm -hmm. And the next one is going to be in the US. Do you know where? Yeah, so uh, we haven't announced it yet, but we will be announcing soon where, but yes, okay. will, the US one will happen in September. Okay, okay. I'm I'm very curious. Yeah, because around that time I should be in the US. So oh wow, if, yay. <laughs> so I would love to, to I would love to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. And you and you have to attend the London one sometime because yeah, yeah, I, I'm thinking that maybe, maybe even the London one, if I manage to buy the ticket, yeah. hopefully we'll see. <laughs> when we when we finish the recording, I will go <laughs> ahead and buy. <laughs> a, a question: Can men attend this conference? Yeah, that's a really good question. So uh, no, they cannot. <laughs> oh, because I was I thinking know. about my husband taking him. But yeah, okay. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. I've got a lot of questions about it over the year. But I think just as our community is for women and all of our initiatives uh-huh. are, um, I've kind of kept the conference the, the same as well. Um, it has raised some questions previously, historically, <laughs> uh, but I've, you know, I've spoken to a lot of our attendees and a lot of our speakers, and they all feel more comfortable that way. So I'm, I'm yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It it will it definitely makes it very unique, and and because it is it is unique, right? So okay, okay. Uh, is there something else around women in tech SEO? What are your plans 
for the future? Can you mm. share something, some of the plans? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of take it one day at a time. We've got uh -huh. tons of initiatives, which is great. And uh, I think for me, it's just about making it a little bit more scalable. So being able to run more of the workshops, being able to run more of the mentorship programs. And uh, I think it's going to be very exciting this year to see how the first version of the US conference goes, because yeah. just as the UK one now happens every single year in March, I would love to have the US one happen every year in September, and then kind of start to think about it more in terms of, you know, with a lot of like events and meetups coming to life again, you know, what, what more um, in-person things can we potentially start hosting as well? Okay, okay. So uh, maybe now I will ask you about this. Can you tell me what does your day look like? I would like to learn more about you. Like, what does Arish do when, when she wakes up? Is it like learning? <laughs> Is it like the entire day in, in, in the life of an SEO? Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, depends on the day of the week. Currently, I have a nine month old uh, baby who she goes to nursery three days a week. So okay. those three days are like, get all my work done. Okay. <laughs> uh, so after I drop her off to nursery, I um, it's usually like a mix between client work and uh, women in tech SEO work. Uh, I kind of like to split it and jump here and there between stuff. Um, I am very much uh, like, a, you know, sit down, get stuff done. And like, I have these three hours to focus on this. I'm very uh -huh. much like a calendar blocker where I go like, I block my task list in my calendar where it's like this hour, I'm going to do this, this hour, I'm going to do this. Uh -huh. I try to like stack my, if I have like client meetings and I try to stack them all in a row. So then it's like, okay, I have an afternoon of meetings, for example. Um but yeah, I work, you know, I work on some really cool, exciting clients. I try to limit my meetings as much as possible so that I can actually get work done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if not, like it's a lot of WTS stuff. Like I have, you know, just running the different initiatives and the events and the festivals. And uh, um, I have and then my own kind of like conference speaking. So, for example, I have two conferences coming up that I'm currently putting slides for. Yeah, th that, that was supposed to be my, my, my question before I forgot. Yeah, where, where are you going to speak? <laughs> um, I have I'm speaking in the ReSignals e-commerce conference in March. That's happening oh. March 10th. Um, and then I'm speaking at Brighton SEO in April. Um, I believe that's April 20th. So I'm uh, yeah. I'm currently working on the slides for both of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, there's uh, a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, and I'm going to be at Brighton as well. So Yay, there will great. be a chance to meet yeah. you in person finally. Yeah, Take finally. a photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so coming back to your day. So this is client work, women in tech SEO. Do you like spend a lot of time learning new things, reading news? Do you have time for that? Yeah, not so much. I mean, I'm kind of, um, I probably get a lot of, to be honest, just even scrolling through the Women in Tech SEO group and kind of reading some of the questions and answers. I tend to learn a lot just by doing that. Yeah. A lot of people ask questions. I have no idea what the answer is. But then you have a lot of like, and I'm like, oh, how did they know that? That's amazing. But I'm not, yeah. um, I think probably the only newsletter that I actively read is Aleda's SEO for uh -huh. I, I always check that out like on the Monday morning and I kind of see if there's any, you know, like cool pieces on there that I'd want to like read through. Um, I, most of my learning, to be honest, just comes by doing because it's, you know, I'm working on something and I have no idea how to even, it's like, oh, what's going on there? Like, you know, and then I'd end up going like down a Google rabbit hole. So yeah. it's, 
it's one of those things where it doesn't matter how long you've been, you know, working in SEO, there's always going to be something new depending on like yeah. what you're working on and so on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm trying, I've been trying to allocate like an hour, two hours a day to, to, mm-hmm. to just learn, to just read. But it's yeah. kind of every day is different. Sometimes I'm so caught up with in, in client work that I don't have time for that. And yeah. But yeah, as you're saying, it is sometimes just by doing, I, yeah. I have to learn new things. Yeah, I okay. think putting together conference talks is also a really good way to learn because uh-huh. you kind of challenge yourself in terms of um, you want to make sure what you say will be the, the, the best version of what uh-huh. it is. And so you end up like reading a lot about the topic and kind of investigating a bit more and so on. And you want to use different examples. So you end up like going on different websites. And so uh, I feel like, you know, delivering a conference talk is probably a really good way to do research and to learn as well. Okay. And how long does it take you to more or less to prepare for for conference? I, I really need to sit down and probably like properly calculate the time. It takes me several months to... But it's it's several months of like an hour here, an hour there. Uh-huh, okay. um, it's so difficult for me to be like, okay, I'm going to give myself three days to finish a talk. Like, I don't really know how to do that. Instead, I kind of spread it out across a long period of time and just work on it a bit here and a bit there. Um, but it does take me a very, very long time to put a conference talk together, to be honest. <laughs> Longer okay. than it probably should. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. But can you share with the topics you will be talking about? Yeah, so the the one in March, um, it's an e-commerce conference. So I'm specifically doing it around um, seasonality and how you can optimize your site structure for seasonality. Um, and then in um, in April at Brighton SEO, it's more of like a general talk. So that's more about uh, like learnings from the past decade uh, in SEO oh, and oh. how these learnings can like help. You know, what can they say and how they can shape up like the next ten years. Yeah, so this this is going to be super interesting, I think. Yeah, nice. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it will be. And uh, can you share maybe some insights, some tips for people who just want to like go on their first conference and talk for the first time? Mm, yeah, definitely. I think you know, just like be be kind to yourself. Um, put together a skeleton of the talk is always a very very good first step uh-huh. where. You just sit down and you kind of like write a bullet point list of here's all the stuff I'm, I can put together for this talk. And then once you have that, it might end up, let's say, 20 bullet points. And then you start to categorize it and you say, OK, if I categorize it into like three headings, uh-huh. this is what it's going to look like. So just like that, I think that that work there is you're halfway there before you've even like touched the slides. Just putting together a proper like skeleton and structure oh. really, really helps shape up your talk. And that's kind of like the hard part because then all you need to do at that point is then start translating it into slides. Um, and I think, you know, that's it, it, even if you're still at pitch stage where you're pitching to a conference, doing that skeleton work up front and then sharing that in your pitch is is very helpful because then it gives the event organizer clarity about, oh, well, I know what to expect. This is exactly uh-huh. what the talk is going to be about, as opposed to it being something quite general around you know, I want to talk about, and then it's like general topic, for example. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe I was pitching because I pitched Brighton two times and I wasn't accepted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking that maybe I was like doing some mistake around pitching. Maybe maybe it was too general. 
I don't know. <laughs> I will be yeah, trying. Yeah, feel free to share with me the next time, like you put a pitch together. Like I'd be more than oh. happy to give feedback and provide support. But I, I think the the more specific, the more detailed, the, the the better for sure. It's very, and I think another maybe like mistake that some people do is they might go and say, here are three different topics that I don't mind talking about. Uh -huh. But then the event organizer doesn't really want to sit. They have so many pitches to go through. So it's for them, it's a bit like, instead, you know, pick one, just one and say, this is all the detail. This is exactly what I'm going to cover. This is, okay. it's a 20 minute talk. This is how it's going to get structured. In the first five minutes, I'll cover this. And then in the 10 minutes, I'll do this in the last five minutes. So it's like the more detail, the more structure you give, the, the more, you know, the, the event organizers know exactly then what to expect and what that talk is going to look like. And it feels very ready for them. So, yeah, I think that might be a, that, yeah. I feel like usually when I give feedback to other people putting pitches, that tends to help them the most. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was why, this was why, because, yeah, I was like maybe too general, like thinking mm. that I can talk everything about SEO audits, but yeah, maybe I should like prepare something like, <laughs> yeah. so I will try next time. Okay, so uh, can you recommend some uh, book about SEO, some resource that you have you have uh, read recently or not recently something that impacted you in some way? Mm. I mean, like, Alida's learning SEO.io is brilliant. Yeah. I, I'm, I find so many things in it all the time and she's constantly updating it. I know that she recently just added a, an entire section about AI and SEO. For yeah, example, yeah, so. yeah. I, I saw this, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I think definitely staying up to date there. I, I personally find like, the amount of questions and answers on the women in tech SEO community extremely helpful. Like just even going through those, you get to learn so much. Um, yeah, there isn't anything. I probably don't spend a lot of time kind of um, delving deep, um, you know, or like picking new things to learn here and there. Um, I, I, I'm just always amazed by the amount of like so many uh -huh. people put so much time and effort like producing such brilliant pieces. Um, and yeah, it's just something I, I have a lot of respect and appreciation for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And regarding chat GPT and AI, I have to ask <laughs> you, like, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> are we going to lose our <laughs> professions? <laughs> <laughs> I find it so funny because they've just, um, they just announced pricing uh, now. And so... Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, okay. I think it's maybe $46 a month or something now. And uh -huh. uh, Twitter is so quiet all of a sudden because for the longest time it was like screenshots, nonstop screenshots. Yeah. Um, but okay. I think now that it's going to be priced, it's going to be interesting to see. But I mean, that's just ChatGPT, right? Like there's a lot of other like free alternatives and so forth. Yeah. Um, I think it's it, it, the, the whole debate is very interesting. I feel like some people have come up already and said some useful ways that we can use it to make our Like Aleda, I think. Exactly. And I think that's, it's the same with all tools and platforms, right? Like we, we rely on a lot of platforms to help us with the crawling side and the rank tracking side and so forth. But at the end of the day, like the general uh, strategy and recommendations that it, it, you know, we're, we're the ones who have to put that together and uh, all, all that stuff will hopefully help make our jobs more efficient um, but it probably stops at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm like thinking that maybe it will kind of change the way Google works, and mm. maybe this will like change the way websites 
work and how mm. useful they are. But maybe this is like, again, just maybe I'm thinking about this too early, even before it changes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see to see what, what happens for sure. And, you know, I feel like there's always going to be room for for SEOs to kind of go in and tinker with things. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not worried about about my job for now. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, okay, because like I was on vacation and I wasn't like really following everything, but I kept <laughs> seeing those things about ChatGPT, and I was thinking, if I come back, will I still have something to do or what? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so maybe uh, this question: What do you think is the area of SEO that we should be focusing on more? like in 2023 or in general now, mm. and we aren't focusing on enough, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I always think those questions are interesting. I think it will be interesting to see what happens to the content side of thing. I uh -huh. mean, now that there, there is this whole idea of like content automation and so forth happening, like how will that potentially like change or perceive some of the websites. But I, I think what's really interesting is that we always find ourselves still going back to basics where um, yeah, most of the work still lies into the foundations and to the technical SEO side of things and to making sure that the backbone of the website is set up well. And uh, I, a, a lot of that is still there. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of, you know, the personalization side of things conversion rate like all, all that is becoming more and more apparent like how how seo can work really well with personalization or how can how can seo work really well from a conversion rate you know side and uh that's that that's probably there's going to be more and more focus on that as as we you know as we continue um but to be honest like i feel like a, a lot of the, the the big fundamental pieces probably still lie around like foundational SEO that yeah. we're already pretty familiar with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I have a, one more question about women in tech SEO. So uh, I'm not sure if I have missed that, but is there a place uh, where women can kind of, uh, when the women who are looking for, for a job, is there mm -hmm. a place for them to, to kind of advertise? Is there like a job hub or something like that mm, yeah so we have um we have two channels on our slack community so one is jobs and one is freelancers okay. um, and they're kind of like a two-way street where uh it's for people to post and say we have a job rollout or we're looking for a freelancer but it's also the opposite way where people would post and say oh you know this is my experience here's my cv i'm looking for a job or i'm okay. you know i have more availability to take on another freelance client this is what i can offer type of thing um okay and so we we we, we always recommend um to be very transparent with like salary ranges and rates and so forth when we when we share some of these uh jobs and and, and roles across yeah, yeah, because like my friend, uh, she was looking for a job and she, I think she asked on Facebook that she, she has that, that experience and she's looking for a job. And I think it was like instant that she actually had had a few offers and oh, offers from other women. And it was like so cool. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> usually it would take her way, way longer. But of course, like every situation is different. But I, I thought that, that just like speaking there that, okay, I am now free and I'm looking for an opportunity and mm. it is way easier to do it on women in tech SEO than yes. on some other other group. Uh, can you share uh, some advanced SEO uh, tips 
with the audience, some advanced stuff you are doing. I'm pretty sure you have a lot, <laughs> lot, a lot such, a lot of such things. Um, I mean, it, I guess it's about like how do we define advanced? I feel like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, right now, like I'm, you know, knees deep working on um, like an e-commerce site and setting up like um, a proper seasonality plan in place and making sure uh -huh. that we have a content strategy in place for it. Um, so not, you know, again, I think that's why it goes back to most of the advanced work ends up like being quite like fundamental and foundational. Yeah. yeah. Probably like one of the biggest pieces I've done previously was... Uh, you know, working on a site that had over like 50 million pages and it was this concept oh. of, well, we need to consolidate a lot of it. And so it was this idea of, well, how do we break down the site into different templates and understand, um, you know, wh which templates drive the most traffic and which drive uh -huh. the most leads. And then based on that, like, you know, there was a recommendation that came out where we were about to no index almost like 70% of the website. Oh. And yeah, oh. that was that, that was massive. And because of the, the because of the size and the scale of the site, a lot of the data crunching had to be done in SQL um, and BigQuery, and uh, like I had to learn all of that on the spot. Oh. Um, but it was it was it was really really cool to work on, to be honest. Like I, you know, those those are the kind of projects that I yeah that I enjoy the most. Um, it is very. I think our job ends up having to be quite data heavy. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I, you know, I tend to, I tend to enjoy that side a lot. Okay. And for people who are just starting out, what tips can you share? Yeah, I think, you know, just take it, take it one day at a time and um, ask questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Um, learn a lot by doing, um, you know, building, whether it's building out your own site or starting to journal and write out what you're learning or every time you come like across, like, you know, a cool example or something like researching more about it um and yeah the most the, the most learning you you will do is by working you know on specific like um websites and doing your first yeah. role and so on and like you know, yeah just ask a lot of questions attend different conferences um yeah and just like be really kind to yourself and don't be overwhelmed like so many of us have been in this industry for like 10 years or more and we're still learning a lot every day yeah 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 exactly and uh maybe now like one of the final final questions what uh women would you would you give a shout out to who would you like to give a shout out today it can be more than one <laughs> mm. yeah i mean there's a lot like um um, yeah, Tori Gray and Sam Torres come to mind. They're very, very active in the women in tech SEO uh -huh. community. Um, they are the co-founders of the Gray Dot Company that's uh, uh, based in North America. And they just they spend a lot of time kind of um, helping answer a lot of questions and uh -huh. support others. Um, Shima comes to mind. I love all the work that she's doing with FCDC, uh, the Freelance uh, Development Co Countries Coalition. Uh -huh. um, so she's helped set up like a lot of different uh, SEO mentorship groups. And then I know that some of the mentors on those groups were um, Jamie Indigo, uh, US US based, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stingo, UK based. Both of them brilliant women who you know put a lot of time and effort and kind of like mentoring others and in SEO. Yeah, and then 
I think those, yeah, they come to mind. I think, you know, just tons of, tons of brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. yeah. Very, very right. difficult to. 5,000, yeah, more or yeah. less. Three, yes. Three exactly. here and three, he, and three there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And uh, maybe one more, one more, one more question. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, uh, do you have any, any uh, experience, any interest in affiliate marketing? Do you have like your own websites? I'm just curious. Uh, I no. haven't uh, I haven't dived into into that world yet personally <laughs> and I've uh, muted a lot of the niche site stuff on Twitter because yeah. <laughs> it was getting yeah. a bit too much. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you know, like re respect to a lot of people doing that. I can imagine it's uh, can be quite competitive and it's yeah. uh, a lot of hard work. Uh, but no, it's not it's not something that I've personally dived into yet. Uh -huh. Okay, okay, so. Where can people find you? I think like in Women in Tech SEO, like is there a website? Yeah. Where Where is the best place to find you? Yeah, I mean, for Women in Tech SEO, womenintechseo.com forward slash join uh, has all of our links to our groups uh -huh. and newsletters. So they can join us on there. Um, my consultancy is on corlina.com. Um, I also have my own website, arijabali.com. Okay. Um, and yeah, like I'm on Twitter and I'm on LinkedIn. So yeah, please, please connect and reach out with any questions. Okay. Okay. I will put all the links in, in, in oh, the podcast you. notes. Yeah. So Arish, thank you very much for, for spending this time with me. I learned a ton about you and women in tech SEO and yeah, I am very, very amazed, but what you, what, what you're doing. And I'm very happy that I can be a, a small one tiny member of this wonderful community. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. So thanks everyone. And we'll see each other in the next episode. See ya.